Welcome back to another episode of Retraced Echoes. As always, I'm your host, my name is Bert, and this is the sanctuary for the seekers of the unknown, the unexplained, and the downright eerie. And let me tell you, you know, I've been blessed. Y'all have been extremely kind to me. You've all hit that rating button. I definitely appreciate that. For anyone that has not listened to an episode, this one's a little bit different than the norm. Then again, I've been switching it up quite a bit here lately. I've not necessarily stayed to a specific format because I got a lot of different things that I kind of want to try out. Usually, the way this works is I have an episode based on a location. We look at all the haunting entities. We did switch it up for the Halloween episode. If any of you guys have not listened to the Halloween episode, which would have came out the day before this episode, definitely check it out. It's a Halloween special. Basically, we paid homage to an old TV show that I used to watch called Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. It was five different stories. Some were true, some were not so true. And it was kind of like a game. It was trying to figure out if you guys could pick out the, the ones that were true from the ones that were not so true. And we did an episode similar to this one once before, which was on Robert the Doll, which is basically, we just looked at Robert the Doll, what was going on with it, the stories and speculation, and it's interesting because we also had a Halloween special that came out for the other podcast that I co-host with a buddy of mine named Nick. That show is called Deceptive Reality. It's similar. It's, it's similar to this podcast and it's similar in the regards that basically it looks at the unsolved mysteries of life. It is, it's, again, it pays homage to an old TV show called unsolved mysteries now with unsolved mysteries that show was like 45 minutes when you took out all the commercials and they'd revolve around like four or five different stories ours is one story every single podcast but in the halloween special all we did was look at stories that the listeners sent in one of the listeners was my mama and she gave us a story that was pretty interesting it was covering an entity known as a shadow man And being a part of the Reddit community, I see that topic come up a lot. And I thought, you know what? There's there's obviously some curiosity that comes from this entity, the Shadow Man. So what I decided to do was we're going to build an episode on the Shadow Man. So grab your favorite blanket, a cup of hot cocoa or whatever keeps you warm. And let's settle in because today we're delving deep into the most of mysteries and unnerving phenomena known as the mystery of the shadow men. Now I'm sure some of you are wondering shadow men, like what are we talking about? Like the, the dark corners of a room or like actual entities? Well, my friends, the stories we're gonna explore tonight just is not your typical bump in the night kind of tales. These accounts, and I'm gonna preface it this, genuine accounts of shadowy figures they defy logic and reason figures that appear and then poof disappear almost like a wisp of smoke yet these stories they leave an undeniable impact on those who have encountered them now we've got stories that range from the seemingly benign appearances to the deeply unsettling interactions and the places (laughs) That's where it gets a little crazy. They're going to vary from people that seen the shadow men from the comfort of their own home to old rundown buildings and even some places you probably never expect to see one. I've sifted through hundreds of reports, eyewitness accounts, 
and even some historical documents to bring some of the most compelling stories that, believe it or not, come from people just like you and me. Now, as we go through these stories, there's a few things I want you to think about. First off, are Shadow Man figments of an overactive imagination? Or maybe are they something far, far more sinister? Hopefully we're going to dive into that today and hopefully we're going to be able to answer some of these questions. So as you listen to today's episode, I invite you to keep an open mind. I mean, feel free to draw on your own conclusions, but remember, as we learned in the episode that I put out just yesterday, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. And sometimes the things that we might just dismiss as, well, just another shadow could be staring right back at us. But now, since we set the stage, let's venture forth into the world of shadow men. Buckle up, folks. It's going to be a thrilling ride. Let's go. Imagine it's a regular Tuesday evening and the air has a crisp autumn chill in your home alone. Just you and the creaking sounds that your house makes when it settles for the night. Your family is out attending various events, so you have the whole place to yourself. You're in your room, maybe reading a book or perhaps watching some TV. Just a regular, uneventful night. As you're engrossed in your activity, at the corner of your eye you catch something. A dark, swift figure darting past your bedroom door. You blink, disbelieving. Could it just be a trick of the light, you wonder, deciding to shrug it off? But then it happens. The sound of footsteps in the hallway outside your room. Not the kind made by family coming home, but a softer, yet oddly heavier set of steps. You pause, heart pounding, senses heightened. Are you really alone? You think to yourself. Summoning all the courage that you have, you get up and you venture out of your room to investigate. hallway lights flicker as you step out just a bit, but enough to make you question your choice. Slowly and cautiously, you walk down the hallway. And there, right when you reach the hallway end, you see it. For a mere split second, a shadowy figure disappearing around the corner, leading to your living room. A sense of dread fills you, but it's mixed with an it's almost like a morbid curiosity. You consider going back to your room and locking the door, but something compels you to find out what it is or who it is. You're caught in an odd space between fear and fascination, a feeling you cannot shake off. With your heart in the back of your throat, you decide to check the rest of the house. You walk into the living room, then the kitchen, your footsteps now hurried, almost matching the frantic beating of your heart. You even muster the courage to check the basement, flicking on every light switch you can find. Looked into the closet, behind curtains everywhere, but you find nothing, absolutely nothing. The house is as empty as it was before, but the atmosphere, 
The atmosphere has changed. It's heavier now. Loaded with an unspoken tension. Finally convinced that you're alone, you return to your room. Yet your experience leaves you shaken, doubting what you saw, but also wondering what it might have been. For weeks after, you can't shake the feeling that you're being watched, especially when you're home alone. That Tuesday night became a defining moment, something that you share only with trusted friends and family and maybe, just maybe, you take extra care to never be alone at home again. Was it really your imagination fueled by being alone or was it an actual encounter with a shadow man, a being from a realm that we just we can't fully understand. The question lingers in your mind unanswered. You read accounts of similar experiences online, some disturbingly identical to yours, and you wonder, are these shadow men something we should be investigating more? Could it be a messenger, a watcher, or something far more ominous? This time, we find ourselves in the outskirts of a sleepy little town, home to an old abandoned hospital. Legend has it that this old dilapidated building is a hotspot for paranormal activity, ghostly apparitions, disembodied voices, you name it. Enter a group of thrill seekers, armed with nothing but flashlights, camera, and an insatiable curiosity. They're eager but nervous, fully aware that they're dabbling in something they don't fully understand. After bypassing a weather-worn no trespassing sign, they step into the hospital. The atmosphere is thick with a sense of foreboding, as if the walls themselves are warning them to leave. But undeterred, they proceed, flashlights illuminating years of accumulated dust and decay. Room by room, they scour the building. Some are documenting within their journals, their journey, hoping to catch something, just anything, that validates the rumors surrounding this haunted locale. As they descend further into the labyrinth of corridors, something unsettling occurs. The group starts noticing shadow figures appearing on the walls. At first, they just chuckle nervously, attributing it to quirks of old architecture and inconsistent lighting. But as they progress, these shadows grow more distinct and more numerous. What's weird is that there's no discernible source for these shadows, no objects, no people, nothing that could logically cast them. An eerie silence descends upon the group. The laughter and the whispers that just filled the air moments ago are now replaced with tension. They're no longer alone, and they know it. Even the skeptics in the group, those who so far has rationalized every odd occurrence, they're now silent too, their faces etched with concern. Finally, one member of the group musters enough courage to say what everyone is thinking. We need to leave now. It's as if these words break a spell. No longer immobilized by their own curiosity and fear, they turn around and make a beeline for the exit. Yet, as they flee, they can't shake the feeling that they're being watched, followed even. The shadows on the wall seem to move with them, 
as if escorting them out. Once outside, they breathe a collective sigh of relief. The tension lifted ever so slightly, but even as they walk away, vowing never to return, questions circulate in their mind. What were those shadow figures? Were they a part of the hospital's dark, tormented past? Or were they shadow men? The very entities that we're going to be discussing tonight. The experience leaves the group forever changed while they never return to that abandoned hospital. The story becomes a frequent topic of conversation, each member adding more layers to the tale as time passes. Are they convinced that they encountered a shadow man? Well, not entirely, but they're also not convinced they didn't. And that uncertainty, that lingering question stays with them, prompting more than just one sleepless night. Now the two tales that I told tonight, these stories serve as cautionary tales, reminding us that sometimes curiosity will lead us to a place we're not prepared to explore. Whether real or imagined, the phenomena of shadow men continue to captivate and terrify and they leave marks on those who claim to have encountered them. So you're probably saying, Bert, what's a shadow man? Well, they're a mysterious figure cloaked in darkness. They often appear as a man, but they never have distinctive facial features, kind of like a silhouette come to life. Now, shadow men, these are not just localized tales. In fact, They've captivated the imaginations and terrified individuals across the globe. They transcend cultures, languages, and time periods. We're going to be talking more about that. There is obviously physical characteristics that they all have. One of the most unsettling aspects of the figures is obviously the appearance in numerous accounts. They're described as incredibly fast. Here one moment, gone the next. But now, one thing that almost everyone talks about is the entity's eyes. They're oftentimes noted as glowing red or white, and the eyes capture the attention and almost instill like a, like a sense of dread in these people. In fact, some witnesses is even reported feeling almost like paralyzed or transfixed during what I would say is an encounter. It's as if the eyes of these shadow men hold some otherworldly power that at least I can't quite comprehend. I've never seen one. I've only seen what other people talk about when it comes to these shadow men. Now there's something that's very interesting that I looked at. These stories you're going to hear all over the place. In fact, in Islamic folklore, they're often likened to that of a jinn, which is a, a being that's somewhat uh, benevolent or malevolent. And in Native American cultures, tales of shadowy figures stalking the living, they're also very prevalent. And in modern Western society, shadow men have been reported in homes, abandoned buildings, and even in the great outdoors, in the, in the forests of different areas. The commonality of these stories across different cultures begs the question, are we all witnessing the same kind of phenomenon? Now, let me explain something. Not all shadow men are created equal. In a lot of these reports, it's merely just a like a dark shape passing, almost like a dark cloud or like a like a like a very quick figure like fog. Other describe it sometimes wearing a hat, which has led to the term the hat man or the fedora man is another example. Uh, the hat man is often considered a subset of the shadow man, but it's 
usually associated with particularly intense encounters and almost the sense of dread. You don't see that as much in stories where it's not wearing a hat, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it's more common when it's wearing a hat that that dread is in place. Now, while the shadow man can appear just about anywhere, there are some common settings that they're encountered more often. People often will report seeing them in their bedrooms, just the end of their vision while they're falling asleep. Others have said that they've experienced them in old rundown buildings, as if the places are like magnet for these kind of entities. Then there are stories where people have seen them in broad daylight, in crowded places, further adding, in my opinion, to the complexity of the phenomena. Now, in my mom's case, she saw it in our house at one point, and then her and my dad both saw it outside of our home. And this was at nighttime, so, and you know what? I don't really remember in the house if the lights were on. I really need to check into that. It makes for a very interesting look. And it's not just a case where it's hiding or lurking in shadows. And some of these reports, it's broad daylight. There's a crowded places, people all over the place. Yet see, people can see them out the corner of their eyes, which is, it's very interesting when you look at those reports. Now, regardless of where they appear, it's the emotional impact that sets the shadowmen apart from just your average run-of-the-mill optical illusion or like a trick of the light. People who've encountered often describe feeling either watched, stalked even, uh, long after the entity even vanishes. So it's almost like it stays locked into their brain, feeling that part where they go, uh, something happened here. It's... It's almost like it's a, a warning system for our brain is probably the, for me, is the best way to put it. I can't really think of another way to put it. It's almost like our body or our brain is instinctually going, hey, there's something up with this one moment. Now, one of the first things that I wanted to look up is do shadow men actually interact with us? And while most of the accounts describes the feeling of being observed, some go further and narrate instances where these entities will almost react to what we do so moving forward when being confronted by him or disappearing when acknowledging we've actually seen that in some of the podcasts that i've had before in different areas and it's these interactions that makes me wonder whether shadow men have some level of consciousness or if they're just mere projections from another dimension which i've covered that on a different podcast it's very interesting when you look it all up so let's sum it all up here before we move on. Shadow men, they're often dark, they're fast, and they instill a sense of dread in most of us. They appear across cultures and in various forms, and their intent, whether malicious, curious, or something else entirely, remains the subject to intense debate amongst all the people that have this conversation. So we've covered the basics. We broke down a few stories to kind of give you an idea of what these things are. And I've even explained what they kind of are of the things that we know. But what's everyone else say? You know, in a case like this, the shadowmen have baffled everyone from individuals to scholars and even experts in the field of paranormal studies. Now, while there's no concrete evidence to definitively say what these entities are, there are numerous theories, so I want to dive into each one of them, or at least I guess the ones that's most talked about, speculations that people have. The first theory is interdimensional beings, and it's probably the most prevalent theory that I see out there that 
Shadowmen are interdimensional beings, entities from other realms, and have somehow found a way to cross into our world. Think of dimensions to a degree as layers of reality. They're kind of like stacked on top of each other is probably the easiest way to explain it. Now, occasionally there might be a weak point or like a portal that allows crossover. Now, people that talk about this theory point to consistent characteristics of Shadowmen, like their dark form, swift movement. These are all indications of otherworldly origins, or at least that's how they see it. Now, another theory is that the Shadowmen are not beings in the traditional sense, but rather a manifestation of negative emotional or like psychic energy. Now, this theory are often linked to appearances of Shadowmen in locations like like uh, the hospital, right? The abandoned hospital that we talked about a, uh, at least a couple of podcasts ago. It suggests that there's a collective negative energy that somehow kind of breaks into a semi-physical form, which is capable of interaction or at least observation with the living, which uh, it's kind of interesting. I mean, when we see these shadow people, we've seen them a few times. We even saw in the uh, Shanghai um, tunnels. The Shanghai tunnels also had the the shadow men. So again, even in the stories that we've covered, we've seen them time and time again. Now this next one, not going to lie. It's kind of fun to think about theory number three. And this is a more unconventional theory. What if shadow men are time travelers? I know what you're saying. Imagine individuals from the future who have developed technology that allows them to travel back in the time. It's like my, uh, Marty McFly. Now, their appearances are oftentimes brief and their forms are distorted, perhaps due to the limitations or side effects of time travel. I don't know. That theory... (laughs) Some people believe it's a plausible explanation, but (laughs) I don't know. I can't can't help but think of a DeLorean when I think of that theory. But ask me, why do I know? (laughs) Gotta get back to the future, Marty. Now, theory number four, some people are taking more of the benevolent view. They basically suggest these shadow people are just guardian spirits or like watchers of some sorts. We talked about a very similar thing, if you think about it, in the Deceptive Reality podcast, which if you've not went and checked that out, definitely check it out. We did an episode on... The Mothman. And what we came across with the Mothman is that it wasn't necessarily malevolent or even benign, right? It was always where it was supposed to be, but it was almost like it was a watcher events. And Nick even talked about that. In this case, a lot of times they say that the Shadow Man is kind of the same. Now, even though the theory is comforting to some, it does raise a few questions for me. If they're guardians, then why do some people report feeling some sense of dread? That's the part that I would question. That wouldn't make, well, I mean, I guess they did that with the Mothman too. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Now, a lot of times they say before, or should I say after people witness what's known as the Hatman or the, the Fedora Man, that major traumatic events would occur after that. Which, again, my mom refers to this. I don't really know if any events happened after her encounter, 
That does make for a very interesting question though. Now for anyone that knows me and they know my podcast, I'm going to look at the skeptics view. I always consider that last, right? Now, a lot of them just say that the shadow man is merely a figment of imagination, almost like a byproduct of the brain's tendency to find patterns in chaos. We talk about it a lot, pareidolia, right? Factors like low light, sleep deprivation, or even electromagnetic fields could trick our mind into thinking that we see something that we don't. Now, while none of these theories truly provide a definitive answer, the sheer volume of similar experiences, in my opinion, they can't be dismissed. So even from a skeptic's point of view, these stories have been around for hundreds of years. Whether it's a single individual spotting a shadow man in their home, or a group of people encountering them in a known haunted location, the consistencies across these stories, in my opinion, again, are truly perplexing. Now let's be honest for a couple of minutes. The mystery of the shadow man is going to continue to haunt us, both literally and figuratively. Though we may never have a concrete explanation for what they really are or why they exist, the questions they raise are tantalizing enough to keep us searching, pondering, and even, yes, fearing the possibilities. Now, I know I say this every single podcast, but whether you're a believer in the supernatural or you're a skeptic, the stories are intriguing. And there are too many of them to just easily brush them aside. The reports and encounters of the Shadow Man aren't isolated to, like I said earlier, a single culture, an age group, or even a time period. They span across different walks of life or even locations. Now, to me, that adds an extra layer of complexity to the phenomena of the, of the shadow man. And we can't underestimate the impact of the storytelling itself. Now, the stories like the ones that I've told today, they serve multiple purposes. Yes, obviously, I created them to entertain. And hopefully I've done that for you today. But remember, they also serve as a cautionary tale and perhaps most importantly, as a way to share experiences that are difficult to explain. Now, while science and logic can only offer us theories and skepticisms, stories shared by us, for us, of shared experiences, that adds a unique type of validity, in my opinion. And I would love to hear from you, the listeners. Have you ever experienced what you believe could be a shadow man? What were the circumstances? Were you alone? Or were there other witnesses? We all have to remember that these personal accounts contribute to the ever-growing narrative surrounding the Shadow Man, and it could be your very story. It's the one that provides a vital clue or a different perspective that we're not thinking about, that I'm definitely not thinking about. That's why we need to continue having these discussions on and off of the podcast. In fact, one day what I'd like to do is have it to where people can call in and they can actually give some of their stories and we can add to this narrative inside the podcast themselves or even provide a way of you leaving a message. Maybe I can throw that in each one of the podcasts. I would love to do that, in fact. Also, this is the business end of it. Please remember to like, share and subscribe if you enjoyed today's episode and feel free to comment your thoughts, theories or even your own experiences about the shadow man. I want to keep this conversation going because there seems to be a lot to it. Now, please remember, in our pursuit to understand the unknown is crucial to keep an open mind. Shadow man, whatever they may be, whether you believe or whether you don't, 
They've captivated our collective imaginations and ignited debates that's going to stretch from dinner table to online forums to academic journals. So as we continue to search for the concrete answers, let's appreciate the journey and the tantalizing mysteries that makes life a little bit more intriguing, shall we? Also, if you've enjoyed this podcast, there's another podcast that I co-host with a friend of mine named Nick. The name of the podcast? Deceptive Reality. Some of the things that we touched on today are things that we've touched also in that podcast. Everything from the Mothman, things like Bigfoot, things like UFOs. It's a little bit different. Obviously, here we keep a little bit more ghosts, hauntings, uh, even things like the uh, true or false segment that we just did for Halloween. That one is more around unsolved mysteries kind of things. If I'm being a buck, we try to pay homage to an old show called Unsolved Mysteries. And it just, it's so much fun. It's so much fun talking about these different things. And the crazy part is they all correlate in one form or another. I can't tell you how many times I bring up examples from this podcast and that podcast and obviously vice versa. But we're drawn to a close. So until next time, keep your minds open, your flashlights handy, and perhaps keep a cautious eye on those shadowy corners. As always, I'm Bert, your host of Retraced Echoes, signing off. Stay curious, stay vigilant, and most importantly, stay safe. Until next time, goodbye.